Welcome to Kingstar Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. I'm beginning a sermon series called The Walk of Faith. The Walk of Faith. Hebrews chapter 11. Now, I would have wanted to just read a few verses and I'm telling you I can just turn on the preacher that I am and read two verses and we run with that but but for the uh, sake of understanding because we want to understand I mean it would be good for this for the uh, for the tv ministry and for youtube for me to just read one scripture and walk with it but for the purpose of the congregation for the presentation I would like I'm going to read the whole chapter So if you didn't do your Bible study, this is a good one. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1. So we're going to run through it quickly. Uh, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the the worlds were framed by the word of God. Mm. I feel like pausing right there. But I'm reading, so let's continue. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Are you reading the same Bible that I'm reading? By faith, Abel Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But by faith, nor being divinely warned of the things not seen, not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an act for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out into a place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with with him of the same promise. For he waited for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and therefore from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore these all died in faith not having received the promises but having seen 
them far afar off were assured of them, embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims of this world, on this on the world. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland or a country, and truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire better. That is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. For by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered Isaac, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promise offered up his only begotten son. Sounds familiar? Of whom it was said, in Isaac, your seed shall be called. Concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped leaning on top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bonds. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt not fearing the wrath of the king for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempted to do so were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith the hallowed Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And that, and what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell you of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, also of David and Sam Samuel and the prophets, and Pastor Seer, and Pastor Fred, and you, you see, and King's Touch, time would fail me. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, and worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the age of the sword, out of witness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. 
Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trials of mockings and scourging, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sown into two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskin and being destitute and afflicted and tormented. Of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in the desert and the mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God, having provided something better, God, having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Have you... Have you seen what the word of God says? Don't those words just sound so powerful? Having read that, my sermon has even evaporated. Because it's just, it's, I mean, we could just close the service and go home. That, that, that's just, that's just powerful. You see, faith is paramount and important in the life of a child of God. As a child of God, everything that you are to do in the kingdom and achieve have to be done by faith. As a matter of fact, your entire walk is a walk of faith. You know, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 says, The just shall live Shall, shall, the just shall walk by faith. But the Bible also says that just shall live by faith. So faith is so important that you cannot walk without it. The Christian walk, the, the walk of faith, the walk of salvation, the walk in the spirit is not possible without faith. So you need faith. It is so crucial that you cannot live the Christian life without faith. Life in Christendom, life in Christ has to happen through faith, by faith. When you grasp the subject of faith, your walk with Christ is simplified. Many a time, believers are struggling because they don't understand the subject on faith. Now, God wants you to understand the subject, so we're going to dig into it. And as we dig into it, don't just be spectators. Participate, because you need faith everywhere you go, in your walk of life. You need faith. You are not even alive without it. You say, then what am I? See, just because you exist, that doesn't mean you're living. There's a difference between existence and living. Without faith, we may bury you at a hundred, but you never really lived. God wants you to have faith. 
And having faith is not impossible. God has made it simple for you to have faith. For God to say, without faith, it is impossible to please him. And yet deny you access to faith would be for God to be unjust. But because God is a God of justice, he's just. He said the way he is pleased is by faith. And now that you know how to please him, he has made it possible for you to have faith. Romans chapter 12, verse number 3, it says, To every one of us has been given the measure of faith. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, verse number 13, let's have that. It is not difficult for you to have faith because God has made it so easy for you to have faith. It determines your walk. It determines your living. And because it does, then you should take it serious. You should get to understand that you need faith. You need faith to stay married. You need faith to do business. You need faith to walk with God every day. You need faith to overcome challenges. You need faith in everything. You cannot walk as a child of God apart from faith. And since we have the same spirit of faith, so acknowledge we have faith. And in fact, he's not just supplying, he's supplying us with the spirit that supplies faith. He says, since we have the same spirit of faith. Now, the spirit of the Lord is the same as the spirit of faith. He's the spirit of faith. And he says, we have the spirit of faith. Remember, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, he says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That is the Holy Spirit whom the Lord said he will be your teacher. He said he will be your comforter. He said he will live in you. And because he lives in you, faith is yours. Faith is not something that is far from you and you're like, ah, you know, faith is for so and so and so and so and so and so. I don't think I can grasp this. I don't, I think it's a subject too difficult to understand. No. Faith is for you. Faith is for you. God says we have the same spirit of faith. Therefore, I said, according to as it is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. See, you can know where you stand in as far as your walk of faith is concerned. What you believe, you will speak. You can't believe and believe kimia kimia. You, you can't believe and say, well, I believe, I know it, I believe, but I can't say it or I won't say it. Your walk must be consistent with your talk. Some believers are too polite in quotes. They're too calm in quotes. I say it this way. They're too lazy to speak. You cannot separate the walk of faith with speaking. Are you hearing me? It says, I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe. You condition yourself to believe. It's a choice. It's a decision you make. 
It doesn't just come upon you from somewhere in the thin air like osmosis and then you, you shake yourself like the Bible talks about Samson, how he shook himself. You know, you don't, like, I shake myself, then I, now I have faith, I feel it. It's not like a mirinda, you know, those adverts you, you drink and then you, ah, then you feel that you're not, no. First of all, you make up your mind, you make a decision, a conscious decision to believe. It doesn't just come upon you and it doesn't come by transfer. He said, please pray for me that I may have faith. I, I can't pray for you that you ha may have faith. I can pray many prayers and I'm anointed to pray. And when I pray, God answers. But guess what? I cannot pray for you to have faith. Father, bless her that she may have faith. That is a prayer that is null and void. Why? Because he has told us how faith comes. Let's finish this and then we go to that. See, as, since we have the same spirit of faith according to as it is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we speak. Romans 10, 17. That is how faith comes. So please don't come to the pastor's. Don't come to, don't go to any prophet. Don't go to any bishop or any apostle. Don't even come to us and say, please pray for me that I may have faith. It was not, that ability was not given to any man. It was given to the scriptures. He says, so then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you are not consistently in the word and you're struggling with faith, there is your answer. So you can do something about it. You can do something about it. I, I pray that God gives you the grace to get tired of just living life as it comes. It's just sliding through and sliding by and barely making it. I pray that God give you real solid faith. That you go into the word of God and read it there by yourself. If he said it is impossible to please him without faith. It is impossible to please him without faith. He didn't say it is difficult. Because I'm telling you men have done difficult things. He said it is not possible. And remember, the Bible says, for with God, all things are possible. And yet God is telling us, this one is not possible without, you know, this is how it comes. You please him by faith. And that faith comes by hearing, which means you have to hear things concerning him. You have to grow. Deepening your, your roots in Christ, deepening your roots in God necessitates that you become an, a prudent student of the word of God. For which many are lazy to do. Somebody said 70% of the so-called Christians who would die for the Bible have never read it. So it must be active, an active part of your life. You can't just, you know, take it on as, okay, you know, yeah, we have a good pastor. You know, he preached a good word and that's it. No, no, no. This is not a good word. This is your survival. 
So it can't just be good. I mean, if you were hanging on a, a mountaintop somewhere and it's just one thread of a stick and you knew anytime it's going to snap and you have got to go down and you don't want to go down and then it goes down and somebody holds you, you don't say that was a good catch. You do that when it's a basketball. Somebody throws you a good one and then you dunk. Oh, that was a good one. You, you. But where your life was saved, you, you don't just casually say that was a good catch. You, you stand and say, wow, that was the ultimate catch. Hey, there's nothing like that. I mean, you'll stand up to say something about it because you knew if that didn't happen, I don't know the story of my life. So as you hear this word, respond to it. Respond to it. Let it, be, let it be part and parcel of your life. It is so difficult to pastor a church who has refused, which has refused to grow in their faith. So difficult to get anything in the life of a believer who has refused to grow in their faith. That is why most believers are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. They're everywhere like a pendulum bob, just swinging, swinging left, right, and center. Having no pivot and no foundation, no, knowing nowhere to go. They run here, they run there, they run everywhere. And instead of allowing God to work a work in their lives so that the signs are following them, they are following signs. He said that your faith may stand not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Your faith standing not on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. You, your faith, you, your faith. Not anyone else's faith, your faith. This year you are going to walk in so much faith. You're going to grow in your faith. Because the Bible says that your faith may grow exceedingly. You are going to grow in faith to a point that some of the things that were so difficult for you will seem easy. And faith is not just for things. Let's not reduce faith to that. Faith is first of all for pleasing God. That is the ultimate why God gives us faith. He said it is not possible to please him, which means that God wants you to please him. Look, when God is pleased with you, what do you think he will do? What do you, what, come on, what do you think he will do? What do you, what do you think he will do? Story is told of uh, uh, one of the kingdoms in, 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 in Nigeria where, you know, the, the members of this kingdom come, it, you know, um, uh, seasonally they come and then they start just praising their king from the outside. They start drumming and, you know, they start drumming and talking about how their king is this and is that and is that and is this. And the, the king just, he passes by, looks at them, walks on. Somewhere by midday, they are now speaking all sorts of beautiful wonderful words and talking about how they've you know how their king is this how their king has done this how their king has done this by about midday one there he comes looks down stays a little bit goes back in by about three the man gets out when he walks and he's just looking at them hearing all that they're doing and all the praise that they're giving he looks and says you all the debts of your family have been forgiven you I give you a thousand cows. You. And he begins to release blessings. Why? He's pleased. What am I trying to say? If the king of kings is pleased. And he comes down to a place. 
he begins to release blessings that you didn't even ask for. You are busy praising him. You are busy giving glory to him. You are busy concentrating on him. And he came down. He began to address even the issues you had forgotten about. Glory to God. Your attitude in the walk of God and in the walk of faith can change just like that. Just like that. You, you can't walk this world. You can't walk this being unsure. Faith is the assurance. You've got to be sure. God has released faith. Because he says we have the same spirit of faith. Same. Same as who? You'll be surprised. Same as who? Same as Abraham. Same as Jesus. Can you imagine that? You have the same spirit of faith as Jesus, as Abraham? Yeah, because they are not two Holy Spirits. You'll be like, mm, are you sure? But yeah, yeah, I'm sure because they are not two Holy Spirits. There's just one Holy Spirit. You see, believers have not taught themselves to walk by faith. They have taught themselves to walk by fear. They've taught themselves to walk by mental ascent. They've taught themselves to walk by the wisdom of man. So they've hardly scratched the surface of faith. But something tells me this year, people will look at you and say, you have grown. They will look at you this year and even you will hear the voice of God saying, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Amen. You will break out of everything that is limiting you from reaching, your, uh, reaching a certain place in God and in life. Say, Pastor, I want to serve God, but you know I have these things. What things? Who told you you have them? Where did you get them? You don't have anything that God said you don't have. It's not yours. Oh, I have this pain. Oh, yes, the pain is there, but it's not yours. Why are you owning it? Like, I have it. You're feeling the pain, but the pain is not yours. Oh, you know, we have this thing in our family. The women in our family, in our family don't get married. Who said? Scripture and verse for that. We have this thing, the men in our family, they're all drunks. Give me scripture and verse. Now, if you begin to have those things that God does not want you to have, and you, you are the one that is born again in your family. You are the one that is the hope of that family. You are the one that God is sending forth as the apostle to that family. As the one to stand and see change happen in a lifetime, forever. And you are the one possessing things that God doesn't want you to possess. Oh, you know, we, all of us have this headache. Yeah, all of us. Yeah, all of us. We just have this headache. No, the enemy introduced the headache. You all began to feel the headache. And then you said, I have a headache. Now, you possessed it because you, he says, we have the same spirit of faith. We have it. So, which means if you confess that, then you have it. Now, if you begin to confess a headache, then the headache becomes a headache. 
It became because you acknowledged it. We're not denying the headache. We're just saying until the day you said you have it, that, that's when it legally became yours. So now it became part and parcel of you. Then it went, your sister had it. Then, because the enemy just, he just replicates the same thing. Just replicates the same thing. So you can't possess what God has not given you. He said, we have the same spirit of faith as Jesus, as Abraham, as all those people that by faith they did this. But do you realize that he began to name call? He began to call them out by name. Abraham and Moses and uh, 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 Isaac and Jacob. And he began to name call. Now put your name there. Even talked about these women. Whose loved ones died, they said, Apana, you're not going anywhere. We need you back here. They called them back. They prayed. Those. Huh? By faith, the Bible says. By faith. By faith. Look at what we read and see what they managed to do by faith. The same thing they did. The Bible says. They could not achieve or mean attain to anything better without us. God having planned better for us. God having provided something better for us. That they should not be made perfect apart from us. Now, he tells you all that they've done. What David did, what Japheth did, what all these people did. He tells you. He even gets to a point where he has explained so much. He gets to a place and says, time fails me. I'm telling you, time failed him before he spoke about me. He, he, he was just about time failed him. So now I have to speak about myself. <laughs> huh? So, whatever The level of relationship that you want in God is determined by your decision to believe. Nothing happens until you believe. As a matter of fact, as anointed as I am, if you come to me for prayer and you believe nothing, guess what will happen? Nothing. You're intelligent people. So when you come and you're believing God, don't tell me, Pastor, I'm believing God for something. Something. What is something? Something could be anything. You tell, tell the pastor what you... If, tell your friend, tell, whoever you want to pray with, tell them exactly what you're believing for. Because I cannot believe God with you for what I don't know. What if you're believing to terrorize people? No, I'm saying that because we have to be in agreement. If you're believing for something, then I have to agree with you. And in agreeing, then God releases. Amen. Am I trying? Am I trying? So just imagine that God says, having provided something better. Those guys did great. And he says, we have something. 
So, you see, there are people who get angry when you, when you begin to proclaim and preach this kind of gospel. Do you know, for a long time, I never wanted to talk about money because of the perception that people have created around money. Those who have run with it in the wrong direction have gone way far wrong with it. And those that are resisting because those of those that went wrong have also gone way far on the other side. But in the meantime, the real challenge remains that we need money. We, we cannot do the work of God without it. And so there's this confusion. While the church is fighting that foolish fight, the people in the world under the leadership of the devil are busy making it and none of them are, are complaining about each other that you know, ah, you can't get this money by this. You can't. They're just working it. And then you go out there and you find the reality is that you want to get something done and the one that has the money is the ungodly person. Where were the godly people? Busy quarreling over what is uh, very trivial. Oh, you see, money is not a blessing that comes from God. Then where does it come from? From who? From, from, from who does it come? Oh, it's not proof that God is with you. Then what? I know somebody can have money who is totally given to the evil one or given to nobody, just principles. But then you might do the same and it doesn't work. You say, but why then? You need to understand what God's plan is for that money. When you know why God gives money, you will not have a problem with it. Then it will not be a problem for you to think money and think about that money is actually good to have. The Bible says money answers all things. Not of the spiritual things, but of the physical things. Like someone said, believe me, I've been without money, now I have it, then I know the difference. Huh? If you're a guy, please don't, don't hold that mentality of, ah, kwani hela ni nini, kaka, uwe mpole, uwe mpole sana, uwe mpole sana. Hello? Do you know how many divorces have happened simply because there was no money? Not because God didn't want them together, but they couldn't figure out the money challenge. How many children could have reached their potential and haven't simply because there was not the money to do it? How many projects could have been enhanced, but there was not the money to do it? So don't tell me that money is not a blessing from God. So, you see, even your very victory is dependent on faith. When your faith is released, victory is your lifestyle. Victory becomes yours. First John chapter 5 verse 4. See, I know all these scriptures, but I want us to read them. For whatsoever is born of God, whosoever is born of God, are you born of God? Come on. Are you born of God? Yes. Are you born of God? Yes. Are you sure about that? Yes. Wonderful. He says, whatsoever is born of God, which means he's talking about you. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. 
victory that overcomes the world. What is that victory? Come on, what is that victory? What is that victory? Our faith. That is the victory that overcomes the world. Anytime you find yourself in a situation that needs a victory, first is be assured that you have the victory. That song says what? We have the victory and everything will be all right because of our faith. So when faith is released, victory is the result. As a matter of fact, our faith is so crucial that the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 12, he admonishes you to fight the bad fight of faith. Come on now. The what? I can't hear you. The good fight of faith. Why is it the good fight of faith? Because every time you engage faith in a fight, you win 100% all the time. The Bible talks about Abraham says he went to a country that was unknown. He, he didn't even know where he was going. So even when you don't know how this is going to progress by faith, you will still have the upper hand. When, when the Bible says you are undefeatable, you are undefeatable. How? How do I know that? It says for you in all things, you are more than conquerors. Romans 8.37. Nay, but in all things, we are more than conquerors. Why are we more than conquerors? Because Christ was the conqueror. He took his victory, gave it to us. Now he made us more than conquerors. You see, you can turn your life around 100% by simply believing the word of God. More than conquerors. Do you ever see yourself that way? I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. Because the word says it. That's a statement of faith. And that's the truth. You are more than a conqueror. What if I don't feel like I'm more than a conqueror? You are still more than a conqueror. Because the just do not live by feelings. They just live by faith. They just don't walk by feelings. It's not how you feel. Your feelings will come. Because your mind will inform you of the situation. In fact, it will tell you, of all the things, this one is impossible. It will talk back to you. You've got to learn to talk back to it and say, with God, nothing is impossible. You can have the victory. Train yourself to walk in your victory. It doesn't mean the enemy will not try. It doesn't mean the enemy will not attack. But you don't see the attack of the enemy and say, I don't know what happened to me. You know, all the time I just get attacked and things just happen and bad things happen one after another. We have, the, the, we are in the good fight. It's the good fight of faith. Which means you are assured of victory. You're assured of winning. If you knew you were sure of winning, you would walk with your head high. Just to give you an example. Okay, here is the scenario. They want to fire me out of work. Which, by the way, I said, for me, you don't fire me. 
I walk away when I want, but you don't fire me. I am unfireable. Okay, let's just say that's the situation. Let's just say that's the situation. Okay? Now, you know there's two or three guys who have ganged up and they want you fired. And then now you are so afraid because you're thinking, what if I get fired? Where am I going to get the money to take care of myself? That becomes your downfall because that's not a statement of faith. Because now you are increasing to the fear because you're looking to lack and not looking to God. When you have believed God, you know that even the job you have is not your almighty provider. It is a blessing that you have it, but it is not your almighty provider. God remains your provider. And so whether you have the job or not, God is able to figure out something better. So if the Lord allowed them to have their way, don't make that the story of your life. Oh, I'm so sad. Things are all falling up. You know, things fall apart around me and it looks like the only novel you ever read in your life is Things Fall Apart by Chinua Achebe. Hmm? Praise the Lord. No, things don't fall apart around you. What if they're falling apart? They still don't fall apart. I see them falling apart, but I believe that God is the fixer of everything around me. And because I believe that, I don't care what my head is saying. I know where my heart is fixed. So is it possible to have faith when your head is preaching another gospel? Yes. Because faith is not of the head. Faith is of the heart. And because we don't know it, we have made ourselves believe the head over the heart. When, when, uh, when Jesus died and he rose again and the disciples were gathered and they said, we have seen the Lord Jesus. John chapter 20, I believe that should be John chapter 20. John chapter 20 from verse 24. To 29. So faith is not mental assent. It's not of the head. Your head can say one thing and your heart is saying another. Believe what you believe. What you decide and choose to believe is what the Lord responds to. As for your head, just keep renewing your mind in the word of God. It will take care of that situation. Don't feel pity for yourself. Don't operate by pity. And you throw yourself a party and it's called a pity party. And you just lock yourself in there and you're crying. <laughs> so unfair. Everything is so unfair. Yeah, who said it would be fair? Hello? Who said it would be fair? Nobody. Only God can get the unfair back. Now, Thomas called the twin. Okay, let's, let's back up to about verse 20 so that we have it in context. Then the same day at evening being the first day of the week, which is actually Sunday, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be with you. 
when he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said, said to them again, peace be to you. As the father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, receive the spirit of faith. He said unto them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now Thomas called the twin Didmas. One of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. Hmm? That's a nice movie to watch. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. I pray for you that this year you will say we have seen the Lord. Yeah. Come on, I said I pray that you will say this year we have seen the Lord. Amen. Amen. He said, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see his hands, the prints of the nails, and put my hands, my fingers into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side. That was Thomas. I will not believe. Remember I said we believe? Now Thomas is saying, I will not believe. He conditioned himself. He spoke to his mind and said to himself, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace to you, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands. And reach your hand here and put into my side. And do not be unbelieving, but believing. That's what the Lord wants. That's what he's calling us to. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to Thomas, to him, Thomas, because you have seen you have, because you've seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Isn't that what he said in Hebrews? If you wait to see it before you believe it, you won't see it. You must be able to see it because faith will bring what hope held in the future to the present. Because hope is not in the present. Faith, the Bible says, now faith is. Now faith is. Now. Faith is. Come on, faith is. Now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So hope is in the future. Now faith does one thing. 
Faith goes into the future for you as you're walking with draws that thing that you have believed for walks back with it to you and brings it where you are you hadn't seen it but you believe that it is and God brought it into being so I wonder how many businesses are about to manifest this year that are not yet in the visible, but they're about to be. I wonder how many positions of promotion are dangling around that are not yet seen, but the believer will take it and say, it is mine, I believe it. And there's no situation on the natural that actually shows a promotion is coming, but you believe that it is coming and you get a hold of it and you say, it is mine and the promotion actually comes what are you believing God for you can withdraw it faith is the substance substance let, let, let me read for you from the Moffat's version of the Bible I'll read Hebrews chapter 11 from the Moffat just so you see okay it, this is what the Moffat's translation says now faith means that we are confident of what we hope for. We are confident of what we hope for. Convinced of what we do not see. Another version says, faith is giving substance to things hoped for. Another says, faith is the warranty deed for the thing that we finally hoped is at last hours. So faith gives you access to the realm. I'll end with this. Faith gives you access to the realm of the unseen, the realm of the unknown, and the realm of the untouched. That through faith, you can touch what your eye did not yet see. You can, you can receive what your ear has not heard. See, that's why he says, eye has not seen no ear heard, neither has entered into the hearts of men, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. And God has revealed these things by his spirit. That's the spirit of faith. So from today, you can be found pleasing to God. What if I don't feel like I'm pleasing to God? It's not your feeling. It's the word of God. That because you're standing by his word, and the word comes by hearing, and hearing by the, by the it comes, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. So for as long as you're hearing the word, and you're committed to the word, something dynamic will begin to happen to you. Something will change on the inside of you, and your life will not remain the same, because you will begin to have access to what your physical eye does not see. You see, when I look at things, I look at them by the eyes of faith, which means when we, we've just spoken here and we said we're, we're going to begin to have two services, we're coming up with the Swahili service and probably we're working up, we want by the end of this year, we want to have three services. Now that's the statement of faith. Amen. You ask me, where will the people come from? You will get them. You will get them. As the Lord guides you because we are his evangelists. We are his mouthpieces. We are the ones to go and evangelize to the whole world. So because I have you, I know I have them. And by the end of this year, they will be here. 
God will use you. So prepare to be used of God in every way possible. Anything you dream this year, you will have it. So make sure you don't have nightmares. Hello? Have a worthy dream. Stand up and say, I had a good dream. Glory to God. And you know, you, you don't necessarily need to dream in the night. I, I don't dream much in the night. I'm a daydreamer. I just, I love to dream during the day. I don't know if there's anyone in my class. I just love to dream during the day. I just go into myself. And that's why I'm not bothered with what people, what bothers people. It doesn't bother me. Do you know why? I just have this wonderful way of disappearing within myself. I just go off and I begin to see things, man. I begin to see things. I begin to see them. When I come back and you're giving me bad news, I'm like, what are, what, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're saying because it's not the reality of me. I know what is happening around, but that's not how I've chosen to live my life. I see it and I begin to pursue it. Evidence of your faith is in the pursuit of that which you have believed. It's not casual like, you know, I'm actually believing God for this, but yeah, just kind of chilling around. You've got to step out towards what you believe. Faith without works is James 1.22. You need to believe it and receive it and walk by it. I rest my case for today. We'll continue there. Glory to God. We will pray for all sorts of miracles to happen in this place. At the end of this teaching, we are going to release faith. Amen. And it's going to come from every one of us, not just one place. Every one of us will be releasing faith. Amen. And for whatever you believed God for, we're going to believe God to shake the heavens and the earth. And that which you have believed will be your portion in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout amen. amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you and thank you for the service today. We thank you for the delivery of your word. We thank you for your, uh, the good word that you've given us, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now I pray that you bless your people, that you position them for the greater things that you have. I release the goodness of God in them, the power of God, the grace of God in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray for all that are misplaced to be uh, uh, placed in the right place, that they may be repositioned in the mighty name of Jesus I pray blessings over you and I pray promotion over you for promotion does not come from the east or from the west promotion comes from the Lord may it be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus goodness and grace and mercy and thanksgiving all good things come to you in the mighty name of Jesus favor come to you in the mighty name of Jesus blessings be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus uh, upliftings be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus increase that greater dimensions of the glory of God and of the goodness of God and of the word of God be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus and somebody shout amen, amen. come on give God the glory give God the glory thank you for joining us today don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church